Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the OI. I'm joined this evening by former Regina Pat, Tri-City American of the WHL, former Montreal Canadian, former Edmonton Oiler, won a gold in the World Juniors in 2005 with Team Canada, Sean Bell. How are you doing tonight, Sean? I'm doing pretty good. Thanks for having me on. No problem at all. Uh, just tell the OI viewers a little bit, about, a little bit about yourself, and uh, we'll get into the 2005 World Junior Team Canada in a little bit. But just your road to uh, to the NHL, and where did it all begin? Yeah, uh, nope. Born and raised here in uh, in Edmonton, Alberta. Um, you know, played uh, kind of through the ranks there, and got drafted to the uh, Regina Pats in the WHL um, right yeah. on, during their big, uh, their big run. Um, they, with the Memorial cup, they ended up trading uh, all their prospects to tri city. Uh, so that's actually where I played my junior career for four years in, in tri city um, got drafted by St. Louis and then uh, yeah, bounced around a few teams here and there. Once I got to pro um, was lucky and fortunate enough to play, you know, for a couple different teams uh, along the way. And then I finished my career up in, uh, in Europe. And Tri-City has been on the map uh, two times now with, with yourself just explaining. Uh, you played in the dub with the Tri-City Americans and a good friend of mine, Terry Ryan, also played with the Tri-City Americans. So yep. I, I never knew uh, Tri-City Americans existed. They're in the, I believe, uh, just in around the Washington area. Is that correct? Yep. Yeah, yeah, they're so, just uh, uh, 30 minutes by the uh, Oregon border. Yeah, so Terry Reinick obviously played there in the 90s, and you played there in the 2000s. So didn't know that city existed um, on the hockey map until he played and until you played. And how's your experience in, in Regina? I, I uh, started following the Rod Peterson show in the last couple of months, and uh, those those uh, gents are from the, the Saskatchewan area, and uh, Rod Peterson's covered the Pats a lot. Two things. Uh, how was the Regina Pats? You, you only played four games there, but uh, how was that experience for you? Yeah, it was a pretty good uh, experience for me. Um, came in as an underage uh, when Bear Jackman actually left and, and played at the World Juniors. Um, so I had kind of the full run. Um, it was quite the whirlwind for the first four games there uh, before they started making their, uh, their trades at the deadline. But, you know, I, I had a lot of fun. I, I, the organization was extremely professional. I, I really enjoyed my time there. Um, and I have, I have some pretty good stories out of the first four games. And, um, you know, as your, your junior career starts, I don't think you'd want it any other way, to be honest with you. Do you have a, uh, a Rod Peterson story? I know he's covered the Regina Pats. Were you able, were you able to meet him uh, during your time with the Regina Pats? I follow him quite closely now, especially during COVID. Man, he's been a huge influence for me. Him and Darren DuPont and the crew over at the Rod Squad have uh, kind of helped me get into this podcast uh, scene. So do you have a, a PG-rated uh, Rod, Peter, Rod, Peter, Rod Peterson story? As he did cover the Regina Pats, so. Yeah, he did. He did um, cover the Regina Pats. I've only met him actually a couple times because um, we actually I was on his show probably a couple months ago um, and we were just kind of laughing about, uh, you know, right before I got traded, he was sitting in the 
the office with uh, Brent Parker. And I guess my, my agent sent some stuff in and he kind of, Parker looked at it and he said, oh, great, he signed, but we're going to be unfortunately probably trading him to, uh, to get the run going for the Memorial Cup to get some assets. So um, that's just a little bit of a story about him, but uh, he's a tremendous guy and, um, you know, it's pretty good guys to, to look up to when you're getting in the podcast game. No, and, and like I said, those guys have been a huge influence for me and Clark Monroe now uh, is a producer of the Peterson Show and works now with the Regina Pets. Yeah, I, I it's an amazing it's an amazing town. I didn't know a lot about Saskatchewan. How's how's Edmonton? What's the just moving away from the junior thing junior scene for a tad bit? How's the scene in Edmonton right now? And we'll get into uh, the World Junior Bubble, but how's uh, how's everything for you right now in Edmonton? Just... Yeah, Edmonton's good. Um, you know, we got a bit of a snowfall last night, but uh, things here are, are pretty uh, pretty good. Everything's locked down, um, so it's it's tough to to do anything. I know that uh, some of the outdoor rinks have been shut down and and stuff like that. Uh, the team that I'm coaching here in Edmonton, we got shut down two Fridays ago. Um, you know, so I've been kind of lucky to be able to stay busy for the most part. Um, but it, no, Edmonton's good. It's, uh, you know, people are, I think are pretty understanding of the situation that's going on. And, and obviously everybody wants to get out and about, but, uh, you know, people are trying to make sure that they're staying safe as well. I, I had a guest on last, last night and, uh, episode five will drop in January. So I won't reveal too much, but He's in the Saskatchewan area as well. And he's part of a, a SJHL team. And I kind of talked about, you know, when may the, the SJ start up. Do you have an idea of when the WHL may start and when the SJHL might start? And do you possibly see the WHL going to a, a, a bubble format, like playing at Edmonton, um, like the NHL is currently doing? Um, I don't know if there's an exact start date, um, that has been announced yet. Um, I know that things just got pushed back again. Um, they were supposed to start January 8th and, uh, the date got pushed back again, but, uh, you know, I, for me, I hope that they start, they get a start maybe late January, early February. Um, you know, if you're, if you're a betting man, that's probably the time that you'd, you'd want to go at, um, in terms of a bubble, I, I don't think it's feasible for a lot of these junior teams too. like, they just don't have the money, the revenue, the resources to, to create those bubbles in the same way that an NHL team or an NCAA team would. So I, I think that part of the reason why they haven't started so quick is because they have to travel and they have to, to go to these different uh, cities so that they can, they can share their product. And the guests last night, said the exact same thing uh, just it's not feasible it's financially it just doesn't make sense uh, for a whl team the team that you're part of which league is that called like i i haven't read up on much of your edmonton uh what, what you're doing in edmonton can you just uh, tell the oh i yeah, so... what, what you're doing in edmonton are you, are you part of a team are you What's uh... Yeah, so I, I'm coaching at uh, an academy. Um, the academy is called the Okanagan Hockey Academy, Edmonton. So it's just a branch, you know, obviously in Edmonton from the, the larger group of Okanagan Hockey. Um, we've got four teams. We, um, we have our U18, AAA, 
U16, AAA, U15, so on and so forth. <clears throat> um, but yeah, we, we travel basically anywhere throughout Western Canada. There's a, my league has about 14 teams. Um, we go all the way to like Rink Academy in Winnipeg. Um, and there's, a, there's quite a few kids that come out of that league and they play in kind of the provincial leagues like the AJ, the SJ, um, and some of the higher level kids end up playing in the WHL. And, and there's actually been a lot of guys turning out into, you know, the, the NHL drafts lately. So it's pretty good league, um, pretty credible out West here. Um, so I'm doing that. And then I, I have my own strength and conditioning business as well, where I train a bunch of, uh, hockey players. So, um, no, I definitely stay busy. That's the beauty of having billet billets and all across Canada. I know a friend of mine, Terry Ryan moved from Newfoundland and went out to Quinnell BC. And we have players in Halifax playing junior B from Vancouver that played in Vancouver. Now yep. they're from here, but they they're back in the B. Do you see if the WHL doesn't start? And I've talked to um, one individual from the Saskatoon blades and he believes around maybe February 1st, February 5th, you may see the WHL start and the SJ do you see maybe some of your players, like if you guys don't start in January, February, maybe play in provinces? I know Ontario's, their cases are very high. Uh, we had seven new cases today. We, we have 40 active cases here in Nova Scotia as of today, uh, December 22nd. Do you see maybe some of the, the players in Edmonton, Alberta area, maybe going to other provinces where cases are lower and to get, you know, get on, get on the ice and, and get going. Maybe if it's a practice only, but do you see kind of guys moving away to, to get some ice time knowing that, Hey, they may have a shot at, at a, at a collegiate career or an NHL career. Well, I, I think we have our um, Alberta junior league that does a really good job of showcasing those players. So, in terms of having to move away, I think there's a, there's a lot of teams in the area. Um, obviously, the WHL is here, um, so they don't necessarily have to move away. Um, we also have, you know, rules where you have to be a certain age to be able to cross borders to play. Um, okay. You know, so there's a couple different factors that, that go into that. Um, obviously, if you're a 16-year-old kid playing the dub, like, you don't have to go through that same process. But if you're, uh, you know, a player playing in U18 AAA, you have to be 18 to, to cross borders and to start to uh, play in the different uh, provinces. I know it would be uh, sad for Regina Pats fans if they're not able to see Connor Bedard uh, play, yeah. this, play this year. And he's been on the Rod Peterson show. I know I, I don't want to talk about the Rod Peterson show too much um, during <laughs> – during uh, my podcast, but hey, I'm getting a lot of good good sources from those guys, and I've connected with a lot of people out west. And it, I'm I've become a Pats fan, and I've become a uh, Saskatchewan fan. And now getting to know you, I'm going to be following a lot more of the the Edmonton teams uh, away Perfect. from away from the Oilers. So hey, it's <laughs> share the wealth, hey, share the yep. share, share some of the love to all of us in eastern in eastern uh, Canada. We're playing right now. Well, we played right up until November twentieth, and it was was our last game. And now we're on a break till maybe mid to late January. It's looking like January eighteenth that the junior okay. B, junior B might play and junior A is yeah. playing. Uh, 
it's it's all it's all over the map and it's just you feel for those uh part of teams that can't play i've i've gone to the rink in the last uh, month or so and just been grateful right so hey let's yeah. you know let's not put a damper on the month of december it is christmas let's stay positive absolutely and, and um hey just you know um let's let's deal with uh, not playing uh, however we can so yeah I want to talk about the 2005 World Junior Team and how that all came about. Like you, you're growing up in Edmonton, and just your thought process growing up. Who did you look up to, and and uh, just just give the OI viewers the uh, the lay of the land on how you, you became uh, part of that 2005 Super Team. And uh, people have said this year's team that are playing in the 2021. World Juniors was similar to that 05 team, a very stacked 05 team. And how do you find your place on that team going down the list? The, you know, the Perrys, the Crosbys, the Bergerons, and the Dion Fonerfs, the Shea Webbers, and there's there's Sean Bell in the mix. So how uh, stellar goaltending, and you guys did end up uh, winning the gold. So how did you guys, uh, how did you uh, find a place on that team where it was so stacked? Um, being truthful, like I was a pretty good junior player. Um, you know, I got drafted uh, by St. Louis in the 30th overall. Um, and though all those guys were, you know, were my peers and, and we were all kind of in the same, um, I guess, category, uh, if you will. Um, you know, my, my numbers were, were pretty solid. And, um, you know, I got fortunate enough to, uh, to kind of, guess, be there at the right time. And, um, I played with the U17s. I did the U16, U17, U18. Um, I kind of been in that uh, hockey Canada system uh, all the way up. Um, I was on the team the year before that we lost uh, yeah. against uh, the U.S. and Finland. So, yeah. you know, I was lucky to get uh, a little bit of redemption and, and stay there. Um, so, yeah, it. Uh, you know, I, I honestly I was lucky because it was like you said, it was a very star-studded team and. Uh, a lot of good players on that hockey team. So um, I just tried to fit in as much as I possibly could. How was, how was your experience in Finland? I know the, the 05 team was in Grand Forks in the U.S. Um, how, was the, how was your experience in Finland? And have you been over – I haven't got into much of your hockey DB stats, but how was uh, Finland? Yeah, Finland was good. I mean, you know, it's uh, – it, it, the tournament was okay for us. I mean, we obviously didn't accomplish our goals that we wanted to, um, you know, losing to the U S when we were up, uh, I think we were up three, one and they scored three unanswered goals to, to take their first uh, gold medal ever. Um, so that obviously was really extreme. Well, it was extremely disappointing for us. Um, you know, and, and then the following year, we just really wanted to, to make amends for it. And we, you know, we took it a lot more serious the second year than we did the first year. Just looking down your, just looking down the list of teams here on Hockey DB, you did play in Mannheim, so that would have been the German Elite League. Is that correct? The yeah, Delft League. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, and then you move over to Sweden. You go to Farstad, a really good Swedish team, and then you're then you're back in the Dell League. So yeah, you were you had a short stint there from 2011 to 2015, and over in Europe. How much difference was the 04 junior team compared to the uh, 05 team? I know you did lose to the States in 04, um, but then all winning it in 05, 
what was the difference between both of those teams? Um, uh, like I said, I, I just thought uh, the U.S. had some some pretty good players. Um, I think there's a bunch of unfortunate bounces that happened, um, you know, in the gold medal game in, in the U.S. And, you know, I'm not taking anything away from it because they deserve to win that tournament. Um, but I, I don't think we necessarily put our best foot forward. Um, you know, there's sometimes you when things kind of come a little bit easy, uh, you take your foot off the pedal. And, you know, the way we kind of walked through the, the medal rounds, um, in that tournament and then end up in the finals. It just, I don't think we, we put our best foot forward to be, to be completely honest with you. Um, so I think that was probably the biggest difference you, you get the next year. It was just a, a no nonsense attitude and it was, uh, you know, we're going to work and we're going to make sure that we make amends for the, for the year before. Yeah, and I'm, I'm a huge Blackhawks fan and Taves has said the exact same thing. And, Gretzky has said it too, um, when the Islanders were winning in the 70s or the 80s, when Gretzky saw the Islanders celebrating, it really sank in. So I'm assuming after that loss in 04, you guys really saw how it felt to lose. And then obviously 05 comes around, you're a little bit more hungry for that that, uh, gold medal. And yeah, I can see where you're coming from. NHL has been talking about it for ages where they've where they see another team win the Stanley Cup, it really sinks in, and then they really try to improve uh, the next year. And and in 05, you actually you guys actually won. So, how did you see the 2021 team? Have you been watching the the training camps? Have you been have you been following along at, at all during the last month or so? And what's uh, Canada's chances of um, taking taking it all in? Um, come gold the gold medal the gold medal game I I think they're a really good hockey team uh they've got a lot of talent um you know some of the same similarities that happened with us there was uh you know a, a work stoppage so we had the ability to get a player like Bergeron back um you know obviously for this team they get Kirby Doc back who's uh an unbelievable talent we got to you know witness him here in the bubble uh, this past uh, spring against the Oilers and, and you know, he dominated, um, you know, so I, I see there's a, a huge skill set on that team and, and a lot of players that, you know, are going to, they're going to dominate the tournament in, in my opinion. Um, so I, I'm excited to watch him play. Uh, I haven't really had a chance to, to watch many of the tryouts or anything like that, but just cause I've been busy with my own team, but you know, just, just seeing the way that they kind of compose, they're composed and they, they carry themselves. It just looks like they're going to be uh, a force to be reckoned with. Can you give me your top four? Uh, like your, your four teams? Your, like say your potential gold medal winning team, uh, silver, bronze, and, and all, uh, the fourth place team. Can you give me I'd probably. And, and you may, I know you might pick Canada where you're in Edmonton and we're both Canadians. We would love to see Canada win, but how do yep. they, how do they fare against, I, I have Canada, US, Finland, and Sweden. Russia's kind of on the bubble. They've had, they have some great Toronto Maple Leaf prospects. I know this is a, a Toronto Maple Leaf-esque podcast. Like we, we try to fit in the Maple Leafs as much as we can, but <laughs> hey, I, I'd love awesome. to see, I'd love to see Russia and those guys that are drafted by the Leafs uh, do very well, but I have them around maybe fifth or fourth or fifth, and I um, really love Sweden. I love the, 
I just love Sweden as a whole more than Russia. Um, yep. So I have Canada, Sweden, Finland, U.S. right like top four, and then I have Russia right on the bubble around four or fifth. Yeah. What's your uh, top four or five uh, in this year's tournament? I I probably agree with you. Um, same. I'm not gonna say who's gonna win because I don't want to jinx anything. But uh, I'd say in the group of five, you probably just like you said, you know, Canada, Russia, Sweden, Finland, and uh, United States. So I think all those teams got uh, got some players back uh, that could potentially have played pro. Um, it's gonna be a fun tournament. It's gonna be you know high level hockey, and I personally think it's something that uh, I hope goes and they get to play uh purely for the fact that you know i think a lot of people in canada are missing hockey and it uh will have a chance to you know alleviate some of the stress that we've got kind of going on in our lives right now and it's been documented and it's been broadcasted on tsn sportsnet throughout this week and there's teams entering the bubble that have that have COVID running through that team. And let's, yep. I'm not going to get into, Hey, what may or may happen. Will we see a tournament? Will it not happen? I'm not going to really get into that. I want to try to really stay positive, but I'm hundred percent confident that, you know, I've listened to Bob McKenzie and they, they've, they're there and Ryan Rashog and all them guys that they're really positive that this tournament's going to happen. And I strongly believe that. So let's just stay positive. Is there a particular player on team Canada that, that kind of resembles your game when you played uh, throughout the juniors, throughout your NHL career. And do you kind of, I, I maybe look at maybe a Braden Snyder that may be similar to you. I know it's been talked about Braden Snyder is going to be like Dion Phaneuf in that 05, uh, you know, the double Dion's. And we may see that with, with Braden Snyder. Is there a guy that cracked the team Canada roster that maybe you see being the same player when you played um i i don't know about that i i think that you know the game has evolved so much since uh 05 um you know i think the skill sets of all these players is so much better than what it used to be um you know there's more it's more accessible for for development coaches uh, training coaches like everything's just it's a lot better and it's geared to to get players ready for the nhl so like in my opinion, I think these kids are, are miles ahead of all of us um, in terms of that skill set that they they possess. So, uh, a guy that would be like me, I, I don't know. I, I think that uh, they probably have a greater skill set, in my opinion. Before I forget, who is your roommate? Oh four and oh five was the roommate. Was your roommate the same in oh four as it was oh five, or did you have two different roommates? I know. I think this year it's a bit different. With COVID is happening, I think each player. Um, is in their own room but who was your roommate in 04 and 05 was it the same guy or was it two different guys uh in in the, those two years um 04 was maxine talbot and 05 i want to say i might have been jeremy colleton or it might have been Braden coburn but i i honestly can't remember no, I was just I was just curious. I I didn't know if it was like one of one of the big names, and you had a, a cool story. Uh, I know Colton, I believe he was with Atlanta Thrashers, and I think Braden Colburn. Not really sure where he played, but I just thought maybe you had a a cool roommate story from those two years at the the World Juniors. Yeah, nothing, not nothing really. Um, you know, those were kind of my guys that I uh, 
that I had as roommates were all pretty close and, you know, the teams were, were pretty tight. So there's really, you know, not too much uh, in terms of stories that would happen with a roommate in particular. Everyone here in Halifax is rooting for Justin Barron. Of course, he's a Halifax Moosehead. So we hope yeah. we hope the best for Justin. Do you see a, a guy on D standing out uh, more than the other guys? Like, do you, do you got a favorite guy that's on that team that's playing defense right now for Team Canada? Uh, in terms of favorite, I don't think there's a favorite that I have. Um, you know, I kind of root for, for the team as a whole. And, and I want to see kids, uh, you know, put their best foot forward and, and showcase the skill that got them to that point. Um, there is one kid, however, uh, Bowen Byram, that's playing for the Vancouver Giants that, uh, you know, from all accounts, he's a very smooth skating defenseman and, and very poised with the puck. And, you know, he's, uh, a Colorado avalanche pick and, you know, from everything that you hear out West, uh, he, he's one of the guys that you should definitely look to. Do you believe Canada made the right choice in picking, uh, Byram cousins and, um, uh... Kirby Doc wearing letters for Team Canada, but you chose uh, a different captain and two assistants. I, I mean, I can't really speak to that. I, I'm just not around um, that team enough to to know whether that's a right, wrong, or indifferent pick. Um, you know, I think those guys or those three guys will be, um, you know, very classy and they'll they'll showcase Canada um, very well. And I, I think that they're pretty good picks. I mean you could probably go down the list and, and have a different captain or a different assistant. And, but it'd really be the same thing at the end of the day. I, I think every kid probably deserves it or is probably an assistant captain or a captain on their own personal teams right now. Have you followed the goaltending situation? Can you kind of give the OI viewers maybe your opinion on who you might, who you might see in game one versus Germany and nets, or do they go with like, say a Garin, Goche, uh, one, two, and maybe see Garen play game one versus Germany and game two. You, do you think uh, they may go with Goche? I haven't really followed Devin Levi that much. What do, who do you think uh, will start in game one versus Germany? Do you get an idea? I got no idea. That's uh, way past my area of expertise. Uh, <laughs> I usually worry about the defensemen and the forwards. I don't uh, worry about the goaltenders. But uh, whoever they pick, I'm sure will be will be kicking and they'll be ready to go. No, I was just hoping to get a little bit out of you. I know J- Jason <laughs> Jason La is is keeping us uh, sealed yeah, sealed envelope. The yeah, he's he's uh, he's keeping it uh, keeping his lips sealed. Yeah, he's on the the squad cast uh, or on the Rod Peterson show tomorrow night with uh, a couple other doozies uh, in their Canada preview show. So. We'll just nice. like the, let those guys uh, answer the, the big questions. And yep. moving, moving to the NHL, how was it to wear – I know it was only two two games, but how was it to wear a Canadian's jersey? I know it was only two games there. You played with Hamilton in the A, and you moved on to the Oklahoma City Barons afterwards. But just those two games as a Montreal Canadiens, like how was it to wear that the Habs jersey and play in the uh, – did you play in the Bell Center? Where, where was the two games taking place? Like where was uh... it was in the Bell Center? Yeah. So both um, game, both games in the Bell Center. Yep. How electric, yeah, was pretty. How was that? It was pretty surreal. Um, you know, it was the first time I got to do a home opener. Um, you know, we kind of all had the mic and we we you know announced our own name in French for the crowd. 
And then Markov, who was a captain at the time, he ended up saying, you know, we are Canadians and French and um, the building went pretty crazy. And I, and I still get goosebumps to this day, just thinking about that. And um, it was a pretty special time. I, I know my dad was a big uh, Habs fan because he lived in Montreal for a bit. Um, so it was a very, very surreal moment for me. And it was a very uh, exciting time. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's an original six team and, you know, you can arguably, arguably say between Toronto and, and uh, Montreal, they're the two most popular teams without, throughout Canada. Um, so, you know, just to kind of do that is uh, pretty special. How was uh, PK? Did you get to play with PK? I know I'm looking at it here. PK also played the two games the same, the same season. How was PK as a teammate? Did you get to meet him or did you get to play with him? Or? Well, I played with, I played with PK in, in Hamilton. Um, we weren't uh, there together in Montreal. Um, I know we were defense partners for a bit and, you know, PK had a lot of skill and a lot of talent and, you know, he uh, definitely when he, he got his chance for his call up. He, uh, you know, he made a statement and I don't think he really turned back after since then. So uh, it was good to see PK get those, those minutes and good to see where his career went after uh, his brief stint there in Hamilton. How, how I've seen George Vlock in person. How, how, how big and tough uh, was George Vlock while he played in the NHL? He played 28 games with the Canadians. How, how big of a guy was he in the locker room? Yeah, he's, he's a, he's a massive dude. Um, you know, I think he might've been like 260 when he played and, um, but I think that was just kind of the time in the era. Like you look across the league, you had, you know, Goddard um, playing, you had Sugden, you had McIntyre, you had so many guys that were just massive, uh, massive human beings. And, you know, they took their job seriously and, um, you know, George, uh, was you know one of the tougher guys in the league, so he was uh, definitely a force to be reckoned with, and he was uh, he was a presence anytime he was out in the ice. So is it safe to say, Sean, Montreal was your favorite? Montreal being in Canada, uh, Montreal your favorite team you played for? Um, no, I would say the Oilers were my favorite team to play for since it's my hometown. Um, I I would put that probably number one, and then obviously Montreal would be two, just uh, another Canadian team hot uh a red hot market and they they bleed hockey so it's uh those are probably my two favorite places to play but uh you know anytime you get a chance to play in the nhl you're you're usually pretty happy about it and once i once i maximize the screen here i do see the oilers you only played five games with the oilers i didn't see the oilers when i saw the canadians and didn't know you played with the oilers and that's like a lot of players you have to kind of go on the hockey db to see where they really played and you know, that's the whole point of like this, this podcast is get, get the guys out there that, you know, people don't always hear about. Right. So, man, is there anything else you'd like to add to uh, today's conversation about your experience in NHL and people listening, like someone, a young kid that's listening, do you have some words of encouragement that, you know, just to say to them, Hey, like, you know, this is what you need to do uh, to make it to, uh, to the NHL. I just, you know, I try to tell my, my guys all the time that you just got to make your, your opportunities count and, um, you know, to keep striving for excellence. Um, you know, don't to let anybody else really tell you no. Um, if you want it, try to capitalize on it and seize those opportunities. There's not much else I can really uh, ask you. We've covered the world juniors. We, we covered your NHL career. Um, last before we, we, uh, 
do end this conversation. Just give me your take on uh, will the NHL start January 13th? Uh, are you satisfied with the 56 games that are in place? And uh, what's your top seven in the um, in the All Canadian North Division? Yeah, I think they'll the uh, they'll play. Um, you know, they, I think they. I'm pretty sure they settled on it with, uh, with the GMs and the NHLPA. Um, you know, it's going to be an exciting season. It's uh, very compact. There's going to be a lot of games coming at you. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see kind of where teams lie. There's obviously the new division. So the Canadian division or the North division, whatever you want to call it. Um, I'm excited to watch that division. Um, in terms of the top seven, I mean, I, I honestly don't know. Um, I think you could really clump in. Edmonton, Calgary, Toronto, Vancouver, for the most part, together as kind of the top of the of that conference. And then, you know, Winnipeg and Montreal being able to kind of slip in depending on how their starts go. Um, you know, Montreal clearly has the best goaltender of uh, that group with Price. And, you know, if he starts hot and starts stealing games, maybe they move up. So, you know, there's every team that you look on right now throughout that entire top seven has – a reason why they could be number one. Um, so I'm, I'm just really excited to watch kind of how the, uh, the season will roll out. And it's safe to say, we kind of have to leave it up to public health right now. I know there's been stories of, Hey, Vancouver not, might not even be able to play in Vancouver. They might have to go to Saskatchewan and uh, people in Saskatchewan would love to have a yeah. NHL team in their city, even though they can't go watch it. You know, it's, there's a lot of speculation. Let's just uh, get through December and enjoy the holidays. And I, I know that the Habs have improved the most in the top seven. So, you know, I've got, you know, the Habs, Vancouver, Toronto, Calgary, right in the top four and Winnipeg, the senators um, right around the bottom. I am I'm a, my second favorite team besides the Leafs and Canada is the senators. I don't want to see them in the basement, but Hey, uh, they're they're they've got the less they got less uh, in the cap in cap space and or they have a, a a smaller cap you know you know what I'm trying to say so it's yep. they um they they I don't really want to say they they deserve to be in the bottom but the, you know on paper they they they'll they'll be there so again I don't really want to talk about too much of the the top seven hey will the NHL start January seventh but Hey, let's just, you know, enjoy the holidays and uh, enjoy some World Juniors and maybe restart the NHL talks in January. But, man, it's been such a pleasure to have you on the OI and Offside Hockey Talk podcast uh, right before Christmas and the World Juniors. So, uh, hey, man, let's hope uh, Canada's there in, in the gold medal game against uh, the U.S. or Russia or whoever it may be. But, uh you want to touch up in it on any more junior talk, like add anything more uh, about the world juniors is no, I, I, it's going to be, it's going to be a excited to be able to, uh, to sit down and watch it and, you know, enjoy the time with my family. No doubt, man, Sean, it's been a pleasure. And uh, thanks for uh, joining episode four of the OI and offside hockey talk podcast, man. Thanks for having me on. Happy holidays. 